Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Alright, alright, alright. Y'all know what it is. We are live on the Urban Conservative. This is the Urban Conservative Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, Go ahead sir. and share, share, share this content today. We got a very interesting show. My brother said we can't do shout-outs today, so um, we're going to skip the shout-outs, but I think it's important for us to talk about something real quick, bro, and that's what you called this show today, man. We talking about family. We talking about health and we talking about values, man. Three things that I think are, let's just call it crucial to the American way of life, bro. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yo, you know what's crazy is, you know, people tend to think because you hear urban, you hear uh, urban communities, people don't think that these three things are important. But a lot of times what you're going to find out, especially when you start talking to folks in urban communities, are these are the three things that people actually care the most about. Um, you would be surprised to find out that these are the things folks actually care about. Now, the health and the family thing, I think, is obvious, right, Rob? But the values part. The values part, because there's so many different sets of values that people could have or lack thereof. And a lot of times what we're dealing with is what the media portrays are people who have the lack thereof of values. Or they would want you to believe that because you live in an urban environment, because you live in Charlotte or Detroit or Baltimore or L.A. or Sacramento or wherever, that you don't have those values. And I'm here to tell you that ain't the case. Um, We've had an opportunity. I know you have and I've been across the country. But in talking to people that live in urban environments, bro, family values, values are really important. It's something that we. Let's just say we take it for granted that. A lot of times as conservatives, we don't think we have a lot in common with people in urban environments. And that's just not the case, man. People want to have good, strong, solid families. They want to see their children succeed. They want good education. They want people that are going to be honest and fair in their dealings with them. So, you know, values are. I don't I don't even think people get to choose their values. Right. I think I think people are taught their values or lack thereof by their family. And those things can either be healthy or not. No, that's a that's a certified fact. And and uh, again, if you're watching, get in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from. Um, of course, you know, shouts out to our usual shouts out Ravenbird and 
Everybody else on the check-in, uh, get in the comment section, let us know where you're watching from. Today, we're talking about health, we're talking about family, and we're talking about values. And Ali, just to kind of back you up on what you said, the reason I called it this, and, and we're bringing on a special guest today, uh, these three things, I think people don't realize their connection to your political disposition, to, to how you kind of look at things, right? Um, we, we hear the saying, health is wealth, right? We hear that saying, and I think that's really underrated. And I, I think it's weird that we wait so late in our lives or usually until something's wrong with us to pay attention to our, our health and, and the facets of our health, our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, and I'll even add financial health. Um, and when we do talk about families and we talk about the breaking up of families, today's guest that we're going to bring on is, see, this is one of the beautiful parts about the show is we get to bring people on that we can learn from. Everybody we talk to, we like to learn from. So, um... Today's a special one, right? And and yes, yes, family pray together, stays together. That's the thing. These a lot of these things we're about to dive into. Um, so our guest coming on today, Doctor Omolola McCoy. I did it. You did, I it. did it. You did I it. Did it. I you told did you it. I was going to do it. Uh, better known to some of you guys, you might know her as the famous Doctor O. She's going to be joining us in four, three, two, one. Bang! <laughs> we got action. We got action. Doctor O is in the building. Peace and love. Hey, peace. What's going on? Life Everything. is good. Life, Life is, is good. Great. Life yes, is great. Yes. So welcome to the show. Um, yes. I want to thank you guys for having me. It's always good when I see um, other black conservatives. So um, it's always an honor and such a privilege to be around such exclusive, great people. Wonderful. Wonderful. So I'm, I want you to introduce yourself to our viewers, uh, bring them to talk a little bit about your background, who you okay. are, um, you know, if you want to give them a little bit of the educational stuff before we get into health, family, and values, just who's okay. Dr. O, give us how you got here today. Okay. Well, I'll give a, a brief little snapshot um, as of who I am um, and why I love this country so much. I'm actually a 12-year um, Navy veteran. Um, I was one of the first 23 women to be on the Dwight D. Eisenhower. Um, Hold up. Stop. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It was, it was an honor and such a privilege. Um, I also, I have a couple of master's degrees. Um, I'm about to complete another graduate degree um, in um, healthcare administration. Um, I mentor um, a lot of young men and ladies in the prison system in the TDC in Texas. Um, I want to start um, assisting also in the TYC in Texas. Um, I've assisted battered women. I've assisted um, runaway at risk youth. Um, I've worked with the Salvation Army. I've worked with numerous agencies. Um, I've been invited a time or two to speak at different gatherings for women. I mentor um, women and young ladies of all ages um, in regards to relationships, finances, um, you name it, I do it. And, Ali, and also health. health. I'm big on our community with health because I think um, us in the black community have a problem with health. We don't, um, we use terminologies that are a little antiquated, like big bone thick and all this stuff. And I think we really need to work on our health um, mm. as well as our mental um, welfare. Hold up, hold up. So my brother looked at me, Dr. O, crazy the other day because I was like, yo, we got to stop this foolishness talking about that baby so cute and that baby like obese at five. Yes. Like exactly. ain't nothing cute about that. Am I wrong that I don't find nothing cute about fat no. babies? Like, Absolutely right, so hold on. not. 
Hold Absolutely. on. We, we got, she just opened a can of worms, right? So real quick, what, what was it or was there a particular moment when you realized you were conservative? Because here on this show, we hear a lot of people say, I didn't realize until, you know, whatever right. it was. So would you say yeah. you, you were conservative your whole life or was this something you learned, you know, as you grew up? Actually, um, it was something that I learned as I grew up. Um, I kind of, it kind of full speed, steamed ahead for me um, during the Obama administration. What I found with um, Obama, I just couldn't vote for him. He was great at giving speeches. And the only time that I would vote Democrat was because of my mother and my grandmother. But I was beginning to listen to what the Democrats were talking about. And they were talking about a lot of stuff like take, 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 take. Okay, well, I'm getting ready to become one of these people y'all are taking for. Y'all are going to have to tell me a little bit more, you know, than taking, you know, and giving me great speeches. So at that point, I started gravitating towards the conservative. I started listening to um, President Bush, you know, um, at the time, even when I was in the, in the military, you know, and I just started leaning a little bit more towards um, conservatism. Um, I find that all of us as urban, you know, the urban community, if we think about it, we once were conservative. We once had values. We once cared about what we looked like, how we spoke, what we talked. You know, we, we once cared about all of this stuff. Now, all of a sudden, we're in a big cesspool of confusion, you know, and the, the lower we go, the further we seem to get away from being conservative. And I think if it's not more of us teaching this and showing this what conservatism truly is instead of people thinking it's racist or is dealing with patriots or something i think we're going to continue to have this downfall and how they continue to play black people during the election season you know and it, it's it's really pitiful you know the way they do the urban communities you know um hot sauce bottles dominoes um timberland boots dancing on the stage you know it kind of reminds me of stepping fetching you know to be honest you know yo so listen sis i gotta ask you this question i'm a Uh big so when i when we were growing up um Uh we we grew up in a lot of different foster homes and we were Uh separated a lot right but okay one thing i noticed was that black women would not go out the house with their hair bonded on, with like that nighttime hair bond. What happened? Right. And why, where, where did this come from now? Where it's cool to go right. outside in your pajamas and your bonnet on? Like what, what well, happened? We, we have no, we have no dignity anymore as a people. Um, I think dignity with us, uh, within our community is kind of shunned. Everybody, you know, people mm. 35, 40 and up, we want to be so hip and so down to earth. We have lost morals. We don't want to grow up. I think we are extremely immature as a people. Um, I think we want to be in our 20s forever. So I think with the culture, with the bonnets and the pajamas and I'm keeping it real, you know, and I I think we have gotten out of hand and I think we don't like to be corrected, you know, in in our immature state of mind. So I think it actually comes from us. You know, I think people are afraid to speak out. They're afraid of the repercussions, you know, but we need to. Um, like when I tell um, young ladies, um, you're fat. You're, you're not thick. You're, you're fat. You're overweight. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm, yeah. I'm laughing because yeah. I'm told I'm too harsh because it's just you can't say that. You can't say that. No, no, you, you can't if you don't say, say that. It, somebody's going to die of a disease that's preventable, right? Exactly. So, 
You know, it's and we have gotten to the point of where we have been nice to us as a people. We have been nice. Um, we don't tell the truth. Um, oh, that looked good. Oh, no, it doesn't look good. And we have been lying so much to our people. We have, like I said, again, went after, look, I mean, look at us as women. The average woman, you know, um, of my skin hue, um, we have wigs on. Not, and, and we have wigs underneath bonnets. This is the state of mind that we're in. You know, um, we're, we're not a proud people, you know, anymore, you know, when it comes to our culture and us. You know, we rather put someone else's hair on our head than to look at ourselves and solve the problem of what's wrong with us. Because we can put all the hair and bonnets on top of our head. At the end of the day, we're still suffering from mental Ill and illness and a delusion that's running in our community that we're X, Y, and Z, or we're doing this, or with a no, we're not. No mm -hmm. one wants to be like us. The people who mimic us, notice when the Caucasian people and stuff like that mimic us, they mimic us in our lowest forms. They mimic us in our most ghetto tones, talk, hair color, pointy nails. They don't mimic us professional. They don't mimic us being educated. They want to mimic us in the lowest form. So you have to be a low form of people to want to keep gravitating to low level stuff. All right. You so know, I gotta, so, wait, wait, Rob, real quick, uh, real quick. Let, ahead, me, let me just ahead. throw this out there. Uh, I don't so, forget. so Dr. O, when we were growing up, there was this lady named C. Dolores Tucker, right? And she was, she was pushing this idea that you can't have pride in yourself if you're a bitch mm -hmm. and you're a hoe and you're calling yourself a nigga every, and you're a dog and, you, you know, you're calling yourself all of these derogatory names. And mm -hmm. we were, there, Rob, we were right there like, yeah, that lady don't know what she talking about. She don't know what she talking about. And, and she trying to hold her brother back. We was on the Tupac side right. the whole time. Now we're older and we're like, yo, that lady was right. Yeah, absolutely. She was ab. Do you think C. Dolores Tucker was actually right with what she was talking about back in the late, you know, late 80s, early 90s, as far as what we were doing to ourselves through the music and entertainment industry? Absolutely. Um, I talked I spoke about that um, recently. I think we should have backed um, Dolores Tucker. But instead, she was an elder in a community seeing what was wrong with mm. us. And we shunned her. This woman was receiving death threats for vile, vulgar, and low, low class music. I mean, if we go back to the 80s, you had women back then singing these songs, you know, um, uh, songs that men should be singing. And then you come out with the two shorts. And then you come out with the Snoop Dogs with the bands around the neck. Then you come out with the... Um, um, the bees ain't nothing but holding. So, I mean, this was all acceptable music. This this is what we were gravitating to. And it has just spiraled out of control. Now it's gotten worse and worse. If we speed up, we got songs nowadays that has no limit on the vile and vulgar content that it can have. You have young ladies who um, pride themselves with a wop. You know, and when I asked what that was, because I saw a 40-year-old woman singing a wop. You know, I'm thinking um, like this, like yes. that. You know <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm shocked, you know, because 
uh, really you have a DAP. You know, you are over 40 years old. You are almost 50 years old. And, and this is what young ladies no, are doing. She said DAP. I'm done. Yes. I'm done. DAP. I was going to say, you can't let that slide. Man. I can't even <laughs> let that go. Oh, my, you know? God. oh my yeah. God. Yeah. This is great. And ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, all right. Oh, hold on. Oh. So, all, right, all right. Before you do that, before you do this segment, and hold on. I got to oh back up for a second. So, so Doc, I got to throw this at you because, and this is not even a pushback. This is just maybe... You can help me understand this, right? So I figured out like this, that negative aspect of the culture that you're talking about, that doesn't even belong to us. No. That no, doesn't belong to us. And it's the perception no, it that, that that does belong to us, which is why some of us gravitate to it. But that's not the predominant culture is what I'm coming mm -hmm. to find out. That mm -hmm. the, the intellectual side, the, the artistic side, the classy side of quota... I've learned that black culture, there's no such thing. There's American culture that we've played a part in, right? And right. So am I weird in seeing it that way, that, that no. those negative aspects, they no. don't really belong to us per se, or am no. I off? No, I, I think you're on track because it used to be, and I'm sure y'all remember, um, I think we're around the same generation. Um, if y'all remember, it used to be things that our community would say, oh, that's, that's the Caucasian stuff. We don't do that. Or, oh, that's this and that. We don't do that. But nowadays we can't say that because mm -hmm. I think we're we have reached a level even lower. You know, you have the um, us in the communities justifying, like I said, again, back to us as women dressing half naked and then saying, you know, we don't want nobody um, sweating us. You know, I mean, you're out here half naked. No other group of people, you know, are as destructive as and as reckless and as immature as we as we have become. You know, um, we, we can't be corrected. You know, with anything. So and is that I, like is that like a meat suit in a lion cage? You know, wear the meat suit into the lion cage, and then I'm gonna look at the lion. Why y'all wanna yeah. eat me? Exactly. What would you want to eat me for? Like, come it, on. It makes no sense. It, it makes no sense, you know, how we think. Um, we think that, for instance, the Kamala, you know, when they got her in office, oh, this is a, she's a, no, she's not. You know, this woman is not that. And she didn't start saying that she was a, a woman of color until the election came. You know, um, we have people who I think, you know, as we fast forward to politics, I think that we should give them some type of fundamental test, you know, before they can vote. Because you have people who are just voting based upon skin. Um, these people don't know the mayors of their cities. Um, you ask these people, um, uh, 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 what's the Constitution? They couldn't tell you. You know, I mean, these are the people that are voting, that are putting irresponsible people in office that we have in there now. Right, nice. Right. So listen, before we go any further, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the, about the 20 minute mark here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. We are being joined with Dr. Omalola McCoy, who is helping us talk about family, health and values here today on the Urban Conservative. As always, if you can jump over to TUConservative.com, get yourself a membership. I guarantee you that is the best ten dollars you're going to spend this year. Not only do you get access to some exclusive content, you get access to the blog, but you also have a wonderfully curated news feed and some exclusive content. We're working on some TUC films and some other things. Again, ladies and gentlemen, get on over to TUC, uh, T, uh, TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership. We will definitely appreciate that. So, Doc, one, oh, one other thing go, before go you ahead, do that, because we're in, we in middle segment time, I also <laughs> want to remind everybody here uh, out in New York, 
primaries are going on, get your behinds out and vote. Vet these candidates. Look into who these candidates are. I don't care what party, but make sure that these candidates' values and what they want to do for your local community align Mm -hmm. with your values. So just a reminder and shout out to all of our Board of Election workers here in Suffolk. I did the shout out anyway, bro. But anyway, remind it for the segment. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah. Ahead. So, Doctor O, one, one yeah. thing is we kind of talk a, a little bit more about politics, and my brother just alluded to this. Um, what's what are some ways that we can help fellow black and brown sisters and brothers identify their values? Because that's one thing as I work the polls here in North Carolina and I knocked on a lot of doors and talked to folks, they don't mm-hmm. even know what their values are. So, what are exactly. some tools that you can help equip some folks with to identify what their values? values are? I think um, dealing with us um, as a people, we're going to have to not be afraid of us as a people. And I think we're going to have to really um, begin talking to one another, knocking the stereotypes down, asking them what they're looking for. You know, um, what type of candidate are they looking for? Um, You can't just vote you know, on color, what is good for your household. And you'll be surprised sometimes, you know, people are open to that, you know, when it comes to, you know, feeding their minds because the, the people don't know. And then you do have close mind people who say, well, no, I'm going to vote for, you know, because they, they I have, well, why, why are they racist? Show me some solid proof, you know, of the racism that you're talking about, you know, because again, we're dealing with a, a large population of people who are basing their voting tactics on ignorance. Mm. So there in Texas, I know um, we're dealing with it here in North Carolina. We're dealing with this whole critical race theory thing. And Mm -hmm. this kind of flies in the face of what I know a lot of parents want for their children, which is a good, solid education that will set them, help set them up for success in the long term. Mm -hmm. So what's the situation on the ground there in Texas with this whole critical race theory thing going on there? Um, The critical race theory in education. Yeah. Are you basing that on like the um because I know what I'm like sorry. the sixteen nineteen project and all this foolishness they talking about. Bring me up to speed on that. So this idea that America was founded on racism, everything in America was built on the premise that it's the destruction of the black man and woman. America is intrinsically racist. The police are all racist. The teachers are racist. The fire department's racist. The teacher, everybody's racist. Hold up, hold up. And one other thing, this might, this might be interesting to you about CRT, critical race theory, that you are bound to your victimhood based on your skin color. And if you don't identify as a victim based on your skin color, yeah, then you got a problem. Like, oh, you're, you hate yourself because you're not a victim. So this is at right. the core of critical race theory. It's, it's ridiculous. And that's, what, and that's what I was getting ready to allude to. I think it's extremely, it's, it's a victim mentality. I think um, we hide under this banner of being a victim because it's comfortable for us. Um, we don't want to take any accountability. Being a victim is better than trying to change or dig your way out of the hole. So I find that we use race for anything that we're not successful at. And it could be school. It could be um, a job. The first thing I hear, you know, with um, friends, well, what, you know, they let me go because I was 
No. How about they let you go because you weren't coming in on time? You know, I can't get approved for that house because they they ain't approving a lot of blacks. How about you can't get approved for that house because your credit score is 480 and you don't pay your bills on time? Um, you that? know, they, you know, I mean, you know, they held my child back because the teacher didn't like him. Well, how about he was talking in class and wasn't paying attention and he don't know what one plus one is. So, I mean, we use race as a way to just, well, no, it wasn't my fault. It was because of this. It wasn't, you know, it was because of this, you know, no, just like with the recent thing with the COVID and the PPP loans that came out. You have individuals who scammed, you know, to get PPP loans, did not have one employee, two employees. And now they, oh, they going after me. No, they're going after you because you committed fraud. Right. Um, police um, out here on the street, like I tell my daughter all the time, they want to go home. They have a family just like anybody else, you know. But when you're being belligerent, you're not complying to the law. I've been stopped in the whitest areas of town, wherever I am. I show them my ID. I'm gone. Not one time do I have any type of incidents in the background. I remember once I didn't even show my ID. But you have a lot of criminals who are being placed in the media to look like the victim. But when each time when we look back at these crimes, it was a criminal in the background that did not want to listen, that did not want to comply. And so things happen when you do not comply. Right. Yeah, you know something. We we did a show a couple of weeks ago about this army vet, uh, this army soldier that got pulled over, and we counted, I think, thirty seven, thirty eight. Oh, more than that, it was 30, 35 plus times he was saying, "Sir, step out of the vehicle." Step out of thirty seven times over twenty five exactly. minutes, right? Um, exactly. I, I want to go back for a second, Ali, because she touched on mental health, and when we talk about health, mm -hmm. right? Why is why is mental health such a taboo topic mm. in the in the black community from your position? Like, why is it something we're scared to talk about our emotional health, our our mental health? Why do you think that is? Well, with the people that I talk to, you know, that inbox me because I always, you know, I try to use everything that I've learned in my education, you know, to give back to our community for free as much as I can. So with the people I talk to, it tends to be more ego driven. You know, we are prideful people. We don't want people to think that we have problems when I have a lot of um, Caucasian constituents who rely on great health. They have um, people that they talk to. They have um psychologists, you know, they're, they're not, they're not as ego driven as we are as a people. I find with us as a people, we don't want people to think we have any problems. We want to appear good all the time, but we're mentally not good. Mentally, we're not in a great place. Yo, so listen, y'all going to get, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but there was a, a, a situation where there was a dude in, in the, I forgot which one of the shootings it was. It was somebody got shot by the cops or something or something. One of them which cases, one? it was one of them. But the dude, it was the summertime and he had on a bubble jacket with no shirt and a, and a hoodie. And I was like, all right, none of us, none of us. No, exactly. We all know that the dude with the bubble jacket on in the middle right, of the summer. Let me clean this up for you. The young yep. man that got shot that was looking in people's houses and the two white gentlemen shot him. I can't remember his name. The runner, the jogger, the jogger, the alleged the jogger. jogger, right? So, the, yeah. the, so there's the, a back video of him with the bubble jacket with no shirt on. Yeah. And we all know somebody <laughs> who dresses like that, which is exactly. where I think Ali's going. And those are the people you call to beat people up. I don't ever call 
bubble jacket, no t-shirt guy for nothing other than drama. I've never called that guy <laughs> for, for anything other than a sack and drama. Right. <laughs> But we're going to act like there's nothing wrong with that? Like, you're all good, bro. It's 99 degrees in the shade, and you got on a bubble jacket? jacket. All right, hold on. Come on, bro. Or you're running in some some Timberland boots. I tell you what, if I see someone peeking in my house in some Timberland boots, it's going to be a problem. You know? um, (laughs) All right. So hold on, Dr. O. Hold on. Hold on. on. See, we got to back up here. So I opted out of Timberland boots like 20 years ago, right? And here's why. I realize I'm not working on no houses nowhere. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not trekking anywhere. And my back exactly. hurts. Exactly. So, you know. Ali, do you know how bad our back would hurt if we wore Tim's for the last 22 years and worked on no houses? Okay. Yo, and, I see you do is play ball in Tim's. You yeah. ever see that guy? You ever see basketball Tim's guy? Yeah, I've seen he basketball the Tim's. calves on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm done bro I'm done. <laughs> all right listen all jokes aside ladies and gentlemen we're talking to Dr. O you're watching the Urban Conservative Podcast either listening on uh, any of the streaming applications do us a favor drop a comment if you're enjoying this episode you can support us on Cash App dollar sign TU Conservative of course the website TUConservative.com thanks for everybody getting in the comments section any questions please put them in the comment section for Dr. O we will ask before we get up out of here um, family right you put up yes. an interesting post uh, on mm-hmm. your Instagram account uh-huh. about getting married and being being a wife before becoming a mother right right um, you can't tell me what to do is my <laughs> okay. before you okay you know, what yeah. is it? What is it? The two you said yes, and then it was followed by something, Ali, pumps and something. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what was it? What was it? Do it. Do it. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do it again. Pumps and something. Hold on. Yes, girl. Pumps and what is it? Chucks and pearls, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't stand it. I can't stand it, Doctor. Oh, I hate it. Oh, yeah. But but how yeah. how important is it though, right? And where do you think we went wrong with this value system? Because I do remember songs like um Let's Wait a While. <laughs> like yeah. now it's it's like before we get in the car. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's, it's night and day. So so yes. how do we get back to introducing those values to our young men and our young women in your opinion? We I think we have to show it. It's up to us to show. Um, black marriages, healthy black relationships. We're not all on TV, you know, um, r- um, chasing and yelling and arguing each other down. We have some great, you know, black couples around us that just need to be showcased. You know, we have to start showing that we can get along. We do have common sense, but unfortunately, you have a lot of um, um, women of my color, you know, who think it's a, a badge of honor to be um, independent, you know, and talk down on, you know, black men, you know, and they think that they can really make it out here by themselves with not, without a man on their side. Um, that's the first form of respect that society would give you when they see that you are a married woman. Women that are out here 30, 40, 50, they're still swinging around. These women are not respected. And it's hard for them to see that. I remember when I was growing, when I was in school, young ladies that got pregnant in school, they were sent to alternative schools. And we didn't want to fool with them because we thought it was embarrassing. You know, um, she's getting ready to have a baby. Nowadays, you 
have women with four and five, six, seven kids swinging around. No dad is around, but all they can do is click, 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 click with their nails. And they think they're doing something big when every other culture of people is looking at us like, hey, it's something wrong with them. It's something wrong with them when a woman don't feel like, you know, she needs to be protected by a man, but by a strange man out on the street. Now, she want to be protected by the man out on the street. But if this man give her instruction, she don't want to take the instruction. So, I mean, we put our men in our community, I think, in bad positions because we have women out here who have no no proper instruction, no proper rearing. They don't know what it means to be a wife. They think the only thing they have to do um, to be a wife is lay down. That's what that's what they think. Lay down and wear long hair. You know, um, we have women out here who are still older women. I saw a woman in her 70s. She's still using old bait that she used in her 20s trying to lure men. You know, um, young man, young close. man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, thinking she still got it. Lady, you are 670 and 80 years old. Y'all are someone's grandmother. We're the only race of people who use terms like glamour. You know, what's wrong with being grand? Grand is the highest tier you can go, but we want to be glamour. This is how sick we are. I don't we like have, that. Um, we, we, yeah, glamour. You know, like we, we are we are sick. We we have a mental illness that is sick. I just hold was hold watching shout, some cougars. Cougars, cougars, girl. <laughs> Yo, so I'm, I'm watching. You you remember back in the day they used to have like the 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 top thirty gospel hits like commercial, right? Yes. And so uh-huh. me me and Tasha went down this rabbit hole last night, and we ended up watching this sermon. And this guy said something in the sermon that just tickled us pink. He said, you know, these young these young women today, they don't wear aprons. They ain't in the kitchen long enough to wear one. Exactly. I said, I said, oh, my God. He got a point. He's like, yo, they, exactly. wear they don't be in the kitchen long enough to wear no apron. I'm like, dang, it's funny, but it's not. Yo, like- all right, so here's what I noticed. And I'm not trying to be mean, but the cooking skills under, like, 34 is terrible. I'm like, yo, how y'all? No, nah, this ain't Yo, he work. said, look. <laughs> He pointed out something, Yo, bro. He said, he said, look, y'all got recipe books. Back in the day, it used to be you had a blank book and you That's wrote right. recipes in the book. In that's right. <laughs> you, you didn't go get recipes from, nah, that's not the way it worked. Yeah. So I think that's, the other thing we noticed, and it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny as we talk about this, was we pointed out that if you watch Soul Train, you can see the degradation of culture right in before your eyes on Soul Train. Yes, right Because it was like 70s, everybody was covered up and it was cool. <laughs> and then you get to the 80s, the clothes get a little bit more scanty. And then mm-hmm. by the time you get to like 1994, you just got air hump. That's all you had exactly. was air hump. I'm like, we used to dance. What happened? Like, yo, Rob, me and you used to actually dance, bro. Yeah, we- don't throw me out there. Don't put my business out there like that, bro. Don't put my, don't put my business out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember you spinning on your head, bro. Don't yeah, that's, that, that ain't nobody Break That's personal. That's personal business. So look, shit. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Shouts out to the sis. Shouts out to Zinga. She said she offended because I shot at people under 30-something food skills. I, I, I wasn't you talking know, about um, you, sis. I wasn't talking about you, sis. You know, I did something. I had sent um, about five young ladies an apron, you know, because I had broke down the history of an apron. Mm. And um, I was telling them, you know, and I have several aprons because that should be that's something that should be passed down, you know, to your daughters. But women nowadays, you know, they don't do that. Um, 
And I think a, a sad part about us as a people, we think that the stuff that we're talking about now is um, old, outdated, antiquated, but it's not. This is what other cultures do to keep um, civil behavior within their, their, their cultures. They pass down these different experiences, but we don't want to pass down those experiences. We want to be young. We want to be youthful. We don't want to do that. You know, when it comes to apron, recipes, traditions, we don't want to do that. Pans, even pans, cast right. iron skillets you see handed down. That's right. You know, in dresses, I've even told um, ladies, I mean, I tell young men, I think if um, you have a lady, she should wear it at least twice a week, two or three times a week. I wear pants barely once, you know, during the week when I'm going to my office. You know, I think it's extremely important, you know, that we show that we have this class and dignity that we used to have, mm. you know, um, it's no reason why, even though people say, well, I can dress like this is my body. You have nothing. The way I was raised, my mother, my father, my aunts and everything, they always told me you only have one body and don't misuse it. OK, well, you misuse it every day. You show it so much. People are desensitized. They don't want it. It used to be a man when he had a lady, he could tell her, hey, you know, I don't want you out there looking like that. But nowadays, prostitutes are more conservative than the average woman running around, you know, on Facebook or on YouTube. Oh, you no. Know? Hold on, Ali. Uh, shouts out to Madeline. Shouts out to uh, Blexit New York. Uh, Madeline makes a good point. You have to keep in mind a lot of these young men and women today are products of the crack era. They weren't raised in a functional environment. Um, how, how, how much do you think that plays a part? And, and shouts out to Madeline. Great, great comment. Um, mm -hmm. Because I do, I think that plays somewhat of a part. But what do you think, Dr. O? Does that play somewhat of a part you know, in this, in this I, act today? I think it played um, somewhat of a part. And I'm going to say um, a, a small portion of that because, again, if we hold on to we were held back because of the crack um, era, that is another form of victim mentality because um, you got to remember, we all came out of the crack era to some point and we can either go right or we can go left. I think it's left up to us to make that determining factor. Like I had some relatives around me who were not choice people, but I looked at them and I knew in my young mind, hey, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to be, you know, living in the streets. You know, I, I want to do better than this. So, again, we hold on to things like that that keep us in the victim mentality. And I believe that. Gotcha. So listen, Ra, at the 37 minute mark, okay. I've been taking I notes. I see the smirk. I see I've the smirk. been taking notes. I've been taking some I've been checking him out too, because I think he can try to throw something in there, you know. No, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Real, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Remind everybody this Saturday, I believe this Saturday is the 19th, right? We got Juneteenth. the Virginia. Yeah, we got the Juneteenth. We got the rally going on down mm -hmm. in Virginia. Um, Make sure you guys in New York, Blexit New York, on our page, go there. Make sure you get the information to head down to the rally this Saturday. We also got some stuff coming up. Make sure to stay tuned in, uh, plugged into the Urban Conservative on all social media and all of your Blexit chapters. Make sure to get plugged in. There's some wonderful stuff going on around the country. Ali, go ahead. I see you. I see you turning, bro. Where, where are you going with this? Let's do it. All right. So, Dr. O. Uh, as is tradition around these parts, whenever we have a first time guest on the Urban Conservative, we have to do something that we do with all of our first time guests, which is a little bit of a word association game. And uh, 
you have to give one word response. We're going to give you some names. I've been taking notes here and uh, you have to do your best to give us a one word and one word response only. If there's something that doesn't dictate a one word response, you can go a little further. But uh, we want you to kind of boil it down to one word responses. And Ra, I got this one. Don't worry. I've been taking plenty of notes. I got so, one, though. I got one. All right, get, got get one. yours on first. Go, no, you, go first. you go first. Okay. You go first. My, my first name, and I'm just curious to see where this goes, is Condoleezza Rice. Oh. Ooh. She said, cool. Okay, what you got, Ra? Miss Peggy. Fat. <laughs> All right, my next one. Eartha Kitt. Confused. Ooh, I've never heard that one in relation to Eartha wow. Kitt. Wow. Whoa. Okay, I got that one. My next one is Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, All right. I gotta I gotta shoot this one out there. I gotta shoot this one out there. I gotta shoot this one out there. You ready? Yeah. Punky Brewster. 90s baby. Okay. All right. All right. I'll okay. take it. All right. What you got? I got Jacqueline Kennedy. Candace Owens. Oh, all right. All right. I got, all right. One more. I, got, I, got, I got one more. I got okay. One. All right. You ready? Stephanie Mills, Teddy Pendergrass. The, uh, okay. I can't help but think of them two together. I know that is completely cool. That is, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm actually Yo, so far. She has like the top two responses, like ever. I almost right. like we, we got like two more names to go, but she has like the top two responses. And y'all play along, viewers. Give us one, give us, you know, keep the, keep these up. All right, I got you. You ready? Aretha Franklin. Um victim. Ooh. Mm. All right, hold on. All right, my last one, and then you, bro. All right, you ready? Wilford Brimley. Donald Trump. Okay. I'm going to tell you what my one word. You know what my one no, word is? One word. Let me see. I bet you he going to say it. Say it. Quaker. Three, two. Nope. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I can think of when I think of that dude is Quaker Oats, bro. No, he's the diabetes guy. Yeah, if he you is. haven't got your diabetes supplies, we'll get you diabetes <laughs> supplies. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. Last but not least. Your last name, last but certainly not least, is Dr. Omaloma McCoy. Come on with it. What? One word. One word for you. Um, fascinating. Oh, good self-description. All right. The floor is yours, Doc. You got Good 30 one. seconds to tell the folks yep. how they can get a hold of you, support you, get uh, support what you got going on. The floor is now yours. Um, well, right now I am, I'm trying to build up Instagram. I'm really bad about going over there to Instagram. Instagram. I try to, I'm on Facebook a lot, but I'm trying to go to Instagram a lot. Um, I'm just doing my thing. Um, like I say, I'm mentoring young ladies. Um, I do not charge because I feel like, you know, um, that's where we're robbing our people, you know, of information when we charge people. So I'm always open. I'm quick to say free game. I believe every day is training day. You can reach out to me on Facebook. My mailbox is always open. It may take me a while to get to you, but I promise I will get to you guys. Um, 
my book. I have um, another book coming out that I've been working on that I've been kind of stagnant on, but I do have, still have my other book, Making Black Women Great Again. Um, I'm an advocate on Black women taking responsibility for our wrongs and just just making us right. So I'm an advocate um, for that. I'm an advocate for Black marriages and Black families and health and financial wealth. Nice. So, so Ali, uh, and and I'll, I'll, you know, just I would love to have you back on reoccurring spot. Maybe you could be our our resident uh, doctor. We could come to and get some <laughs> advice on certain things. Would love to have you back on, uh, Ali. What else you got? Anything else? So, look, Doc. As we tell every single one of our guests, we realize time is the one thing you will not get more of in this life. So, for you spending an hour of yours with us, we are eternally grateful for that. Just know you have a home here on the platform. Whenever you want to come back, we will get you back on. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been chilling with Dr. O, talking about family, talking about health, talking about values here on The Urban Conservative. As always, make sure you run over to TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership. That way we don't got to start hocking magnetic wallets and all this kind of crazy foolishness on the show. But ladies and gentlemen, again, we will look to see you guys in Virginia for the uh, Blexit rally and the Freedom Fest that's going down in Virginia. Shouts out to all the Blexit chapters. Mm -hmm. Shouts out to all the GOPs all across the country. And we will be back live on Saturday from Virginia and from across the country. So, again, Dr. O, thanks for joining us here on the Urban Conservative. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, peace and love, y'all. All right.